0: Oh, Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Mental Health and Addiction Podcast. I'm Andy Bernstein. I don't know if we need a new song or not. I I, I don't know. Nah. We might need to hang it up or I don't know. Tradition. 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 Um, <laughs> Tradition. <laughs> we're, we're, we're so glad you found us. Uh, uh, we created the map back in 2019 to try and have an open and honest discussion around mental health and addiction issues that are actually affecting one in four Americans. And it's a topic that all three of us are passionate about, and we hope you'll find a nugget or two from the show. So um, meet my esteemed cohorts, the great Willie Drinkwater. Who are you?
1: Uh, Wait a minute. Equal rights, ladies first, though.
0: Chris, who are (laughs) you? Uh,
2: Today, I haven't a clue. I'm glad I Mm. run the mental health
0: Right? Addiction mm.
2: podcast. No, um, my name is Chris Long, and um, I work for Aware Recovery Care, uh, which is an in home addiction treatment program. Um, we're 52 weeks. We meet our clients where they live. And I am very happy and, happy and grateful to be here with my two buddies.
1: Uh,
0: Take it away, uh, Thank you. Us too. It's a highlight of my week. It is myself, and, but myself and Michael—that's
1: so good. I love that.
0: Michael, <laughs> Michael's great. Michael's. Um, who are you? Ah, who are you? Drink water. Tell us. Uh,
1: Drink water. Uh, hi, uh, I'm a person in long-term recovery. I've been working in the field of mental health and addiction for more than thirty years now. Uh, I teach at UMass Boston. I'm a lecturer in the uh, Addiction Counselor Education Program, and I have a private practice where I work with. Co occurring disorders, addiction and co occurring disorders, because dual diagnosis is the expectation, not the exception.
0: Wow. And, and you also work for, or you worked for.
1: Previous Life, WBCN, the Rock of Boston. Okay. So you. 4.1 FM.
0: Right. And you use humor as really a way to try and um, discuss addiction with your patients to really yeah. try to I mean, see. humor,
1: humor, humanity you know, human, they all begin with H-U-M. I think there's a reason for that. So okay, I'm not above my clients. I'm there to work for them and with them.
0: Got yeah. it. Okay. Well, and your website, give your website address, by the way. We never do that.
1: Yeah. All one word. Willie with a Y. com.
0: <laughs> there you go. Is that a real? Re- okay. All yeah. right. And as for me, I'm Andy Bernstein. I am a person who's been in media for, very long time. I uh, believe that we can help impact positive change through the power of media with shows such as The Map. And um, we're going to talk about some of the things that the title of our show today is, um, what is the title of our show? What's next after the pandemic? So um, with it kind of winding down, um, there's some interesting headlines out there, which we'll, we'll break down. But I, I wanted to kind of talk to you guys. Like, how are you doing with the idea that the pandemic could be phasing out? Um, I don't know how long these vaccines are going to last for. I don't know. You know, is it three months? Is it three years? We don't know. Um, so I'm curious to get your guys spin on or your take on. What's life going to be like for you after the pandemic? And I'll start with Chris.
2: Well, um, I am currently down here in Florida trying to get my uh, vaccine, um, which is totally in Florida. They pretty much give it to anybody. It's just a case of getting, sorry, my cat is very fuzzy. Um, It's just getting an appointment. That's, you know, I got my mom. She got both of her shots. It was pretty seamless. It was pretty pretty uneventful. Um, moving forward, I don't know. You know, the kids got notification that they go back to school full-time. Uh, the youngest goes back the end of beginning of April, and then the older one goes back the end of April. But then it's only for May and June, and then it's back to summer, you know? So I don't, I feel like we're just kind of going up, 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 down, 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 up, 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 down, down, down. down. And these kids, they need some they need some stability, you know. And what happens if the numbers go up again? Are we gonna pull them out of school? You know, are we gonna all go back to work and see our friends and then I have to go back into it? Like there's so many what ifs. And I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not a what if person, but let's be real here. You know, there's just so much that's not known.
0: Yeah. Uh, y- y- yeah, I mean, I, I, I see your point. I mean, I uh me personally, I have anxiety with it right now. I really do. I don't do well with um, transition. I'm like, I'm like a senior citizen. I don't do well with transition. I really don't. It's like you get used to a certain way and it's like, okay, stop, shift, go back to where you were before. And I think after a year, I think people have really started to kind of find a routine and adapted to what was life, what life is like in, in COVID times. So Is it going to be the same when you decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to a a sporting event. I'm going to go here. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go to a sporting event. I don't know. I mean, life has become much simpler for me now. And I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I like it. I like not being in the traffic. I like, you know, I just like that everything's in a three-mile radius for me. Like... I'm I'm kind of digging it. I'm not. And yeah. So. Yeah. No.
1: I mean, I was thinking the other day, Andy. Since last May, since last May, I probably gassed my truck up four times, five times. Right. You don't go anywhere. And, no. I go to CVS and I go to Shaw's. Right. You know, so I mean that that's about it. I take my dog on long walks, but I mean, you know, that's about it.
0: And, you know. and, and what
1: do you? I think? go to my office once once a month just to check the mail, and the only mail is takeout menus. So I. You know, I'm sort of lengthening that. Big I go, fix. yeah, big yeah I, mean, I, I go there now, like every uh, two months or so, just to check on the office, just to see if anyone's around. But a lot of therapists have given up their offices if they were at the end of their lease. And uh, you know, I mean, the whole the whole realm of therapy is, is, is has changed, and I don't know how much is going to go back to in office. I mean, I mean, talking to my colleagues and stuff. You know, those of us that have offices still, we're talking about when this is through maybe maybe going in two three mornings a week just to do you know just to do an assessment of a new client so you can eyeball them and then you know it's like you know most of us are thinking if you want anything after two o'clock in the afternoon for a, a session it's going to have to be teletherapy because I've gotten used to being home instead of leaving Beverly three four nights a week seven thirty eight o'clock at night you know the whole bit I can I can take off in the early afternoon and do teletherapy from from home. So I think a lot of therapists and and so far, you know, the research is coming out. Harvard Harvard had researched that with teletherapy, people people tend to open up faster than they do if it's person to person. And miss
0: appointments too. You probably yeah. don't have as many yeah. no shows right. for people cancellation because
1: well, they're not getting stuck in traffic or they're not saying, oh, I don't feel like driving to Beverly today, you know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So, so
2: what's that going to do to our economy? You know, like here's the twofold of it. Right. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of businesses are discovering that, hey, we can function with people working from home. It is right. working, you yeah. know, and people are like, I'm ha- perfectly happy staying home. You know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. what's going to happen to economy like with the buildings and that are going yeah. to leases are going to be up. Um one of my boys works for REI and yeah. or worked for REI and they had this huge building that they were building. I forgot where prior to COVID mm. and um, like they sold early. They sold this business building early when mm. COVID just sort of kicked in. And it's a good thing because they're like, everybody's working from home. Like there's, you know what I mean? It's like you have your retail but the big corporate offices and stuff like that people have been working yeah. from home, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Andy.
0: No, I was going to say it, 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 it really changes your perspective. Like, Oh, okay. The things that used to matter may not matter so much. Like what kind of clothes you're wearing, where, where, you know, what kind of car you drive, all this stuff. It doesn't matter anymore because mm-hmm. you're not in front of anybody anymore. Right. right. It, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, you know, it's like, you start to get used to not spending a lot of money. You start to get, you know, so there's like these, like these life changes that I don't know if you're like, okay, we're back. Are people going to come back right to the way it was? Cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know my
1: wife, right, right. Prior to the pandemic, you know, she, 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 she's HR with Brigham and Women's and I know just, just prior to the pandemic, she was talking with them about doing a split where she'd be working from home three days a week and in the office two days a week. And they asked her, you know, well, you know, are you going to mind sharing the workspace for the two days that you're in the office? And she was like, no, I don't care about sharing a workspace. I'm only there for two days a week. So why does it matter to me if I'm sharing a workspace? And, you know, I think, I think a lot of companies are going to need less space. That's for sure. Like Chris was talking about, you know, I mean, it's, a, my,
0: it's a, if you it, uh, absolutely. And my wife works at Harvard and for her, She's been home and the only thing she really misses is the community of being in front of all these people at the university yeah. who know, who know her, that's her, you know, when you're, you know, 50, you're 50 plus, it's like, it's hard to like make these connections. Yeah. You know, yeah. so this is a place to really build that community. Yeah, so that's, yeah. That's like Yvette had
1: to go in last, last week to Brigham and women's and, and she said it was, it was almost sad because it was a meeting with, with a group in the HR department. And you know, two of those people she hadn't seen in a year. And it was like, she said it just, it was, it was like hard saying goodbye to them cause she hadn't seen them for a year. It was the first time they had any time together, you know, and stuff. So
0: it's weird. I mean, we have a birthday party with our friend who lives in DC on Sunday. And apparently there's a company out there right now who puts on zoom birthday parties what i don't know what i'm seeing chris but um your sound is gone oh, all right you've been muted that's like at my birthday party so you know my mother was yapping away and they go somebody said my wife goes can you mute your mother and i said i've been trying to for 50 years and i haven't been able to i don't know if you remember that chris but anyway all right we, we
1: actually did a parody of that on bcn It was I a there was a product called Spouse Out, you know, and, you know, the wife is, is, is complaining and going on and on. And it was an aerosol cannon. You just hear her speech slow up and then she hit the floor. And, and stuff. she's in co- timeout. It was called, yeah, Spouse Out.
0: So we're not the only ones who are thinking about this stuff. Uh, Willie, you hmm. said today that in the Boston Globe dot com, there was an article. We have a couple of. Um, yeah, yeah interesting um takes on this yeah yeah oh, the Boston
1: so- Globe the article is what we lost what we found one year of COVID-19 so
0: and what are the things they lost and found
1: yeah I mean you know uh basically you know find, find, you know what, what they lost is a sense of security and stuff it might might have been a false sense of security to begin with with the way things were going nationally anyway but I mean you know pe- people are really questioning you know as, as I mentioned to you before we went on air is you know it's basically like, you know, you know, who am I? And I mean, for some people, it's been a time it's been a positive time of self-reflection. Yeah. You know? And and for others, I mean, you know, that uh, with one of the articles that I sent you to was saying that, you know, uh, January through June of 2019, people were reporting, you know, 11 percent of the population were reporting some degree of anxiety and or a depressive uh, disorder you know, in January of 2021, you know, so we, you know, 40, 41.1% of people were reporting it. So, I mean, to go from 11%, you know, to 41% in a year, I mean, that's just like off the cuff, you know? Uh, I,
0: I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you, you know, on my end, I, I really use this pandemic as a time to teach myself a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep my mind, my mind busy. I, you know, learned a lot, um, you know, with some equipment, technical stuff. I did a pod. I did a podcast, another podcast um, on sports. I mean, I've really tried to use it as a time to make myself um, to try to improve, improve myself, and make the make the most of the opportunity. Now, we'll say that the thing that really, as a control freak, which I'm realizing I'm a control freak, I like knowing where everybody is right now. <laughs> And I, I know you're at home and you're safe and you're at home and everybody's like, it's like a gigantic snow day for me. I don't know if you guys think that way, but everybody's mob, uh, immobilized and it's a comforting, it's comforting to me. I know that sounds crazy. I think, that-
2: I think like, you know, if you go back and you reflect like from when this began, right? From when, it's kind of almost like, Oh, it's not really almost like, but it's kind of like when 9-11 happened, right? We all just sort of like frozen our tracks, like what is happening?
1: No, <laughs> we you, had, Nine eleven was,
2: a... mm. Mm. 9-11 just happened and then it was over and then we recovered. Yeah. We, COVID happened and we're still recovering 365 days later with not all the answers that we're looking for. So there's still mm. a lot of uncertainty
1: yeah, you, you know, know I mean? and I so like and I've, I think and I think with that 9/11 feeling too. It was like 9/11 happened and people people went into this mental state of numb for like 3 to 6 months and then then all of a sudden, you know, like towards the end of the 6 months, they started feeling again and that's when there was a real rush to therapists, you know, and I get yeah, PTSD I we, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we hit the wall now with the pandemic where people were starting to feel again and they don't know what to feel and it's you know, they're out of the numb I mean, the closer, you know, the more the vaccine goes out, the more mental health issues are getting exposed almost,
0: you know? Yeah. And, I, and honestly, I don't know if we're totally out of the woods yet either. That's the other thing because there are other variants. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of politics to this too, which on both sides that are trying to position this as a way like, Right. We're going to, just cause you believe it, it's going away. Doesn't really make it, make it true. You know? And I don't, I think Biden might be doing some of that too. to try to making it go away because you know, it's like, I'm trying to get a legislature. Uh, I'm trying to get a bill passed, you know, and I'm trying to do things to almost like speed the process along, but we don't know. Cause it's out of our hands. It's mother nature. At the end of the day, it's mother nature. So yeah. in my opinion, um, well, there's an article, Willie, uh courtesy of Willie, there's another interesting piece that came out from and I have no idea where you got this, Mr. Willie.
1: But internet.
0: it, it can Yeah, I know. <laughs> God. I nobody, likes, nobody likes a wise yeah. guy. But here's, here's and it's here And it has
1: gotta be true because it's from the internet, you know? I mean
0: Yeah, yeah but it's Bank of America. I don't know right. how how you, well, I don't know if you're just,
2: true. what's that Bank of America?
0: Yeah. It's weird. It's like, I didn't know they were publishing new, new news, but it's a, I guess you would call it a white paper. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, and so it says it's got by a guy named Chaim Israel, of course. And it's head of thematic investing and he's with the B of A. what? What
2: is thematic investing?
0: I don't know, it's a corporate a big word. It's corporate, it's corporate ease, corporate speak. Um, it says the coronavirus is not just a temporary crisis. it's a permanent disruptor. And what he's saying is is that it's natural to wonder when the uh when life will go back to normal. Um, but he's saying that it's just uh is not a temp- coronavirus is not a temporary crisis. Mm-hmm. And he says that it's one of the most rare events in history that will reshape geopolitics societies and markets to kind of what we're talking about Um, in the new report in the world after covid he says five mega trends that are affecting everything from geopolitics to healthcare to technology in some cases the virus has sped up trends that were already underway Um, and he said uh, despite the health and economic devastation, many of these changes will be positive. So he believes that there'll be groundbreaking technology research Mm -hmm. um, as part of coronavirus' legacy of innovation. Um, He thinks there'll be better health systems and a greater resolve to head off the looming crisis of climate change. Okay. The -hmm. other trends he has are obviously he says geopolitics and globalization. Um, Mm -hmm. He thinks that tensions between the U S and China will, will rise, um, you know, because it was already happening before the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. Um, he says that, um, you know, we're going to try to reduce the goal of China and get our independence from China in the way of technology and pharmaceuticals. Um, you know, we're going to put a greater influence on environment, um, you know, tech wars, um, you know, it'll it'll try to come up with more technologies to health to to prevent future health crises. Um, big government. We're going to be back. You know, um, the social mandate to protect the citizens, um, more surveillance, and um, you know the, the debates over the greater social good versus individual privacy. I don't know how that's going to go over, but. Um, Those liberals, those progressives. Right. Oh, I know, right? Um, And they're thinking that government, he says that governments might also influence businesses, focus primarily on shareholder returns to improve worker benefits and serve the needs of others. I wanted to put
1: this article in as as like a side article, you know, like a background piece to what's going on too, you know? Yeah,
0: and truth truth be told, I mean, you Mm. think about it and to our point, it's like, I think the onus is on the companies to figure out a way Hmm. to get people back. Right. They're going to have a responsibility to say, well, uh, yeah,
1: I mean, you know, one of one of the one of the things that was that's been difficult for myself over the years is I've been a left wing Republican, so I haven't had anyone to vote for in 30 years, you know, 40 years. But, you know, one of the things was, you know, corporations always took care of the communities that they were in, you know, and they were always ethical and. You know, and and we've lost a lot of that where now it's just, you know, it's just stockholder. you got to make sure to get money to the stockholders, you know, it isn't I about community anymore.
2: No, and, it's not. It's not about community and it's not about, you know, ethical, being ethical. Hmm. I think that that's a huge, hmm. something that we've really lost is, is, you know, Ethics. being ethical. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, we think, you know, what's that old expression if it, looks good and it smells good it's probably not good like yeah. you know what i mean these companies come off and they come off yeah so if it weird. looks like
1: a duck and it quacks like a duck it's a right. duck right. <laughs>
2: but but it's like but you get into these these companies that are like oh we're gonna promise you this this and this and then you find out like you know it's like um what's that big one is it red cross that the founder is it, I, I could be wrong don't quote me here but is it red cross that the the founder or the ceo is like getting like a salary of i don't know something like 400,000 a year or something crazy. Yeah, that's why like they that. they always say so if you're going to donate a to a charity. The
1: yeah. No no with Chris is 100%. Right, if you're going to donate to a yeah. charity, you should always check and see, you know, you know where each dollar, you know, how the dollar is broken down that you donate. It's 70%s going into administration. How much is really going out for the cause?
0: We know all about it, Willie. We we have some familiarity <laughs> <laughs> with that. Um. Uh. It, it. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. And it's. Um. You know. I know college bowl directors that make a million dollars a year for a crappy bowl game. They make a million dollars a year. It's such a skewed system. Uh. To pick back up you know, on the corporate side, I. I remember, and this actually affects mental health too. I believe. Uh, so I used to work in sales for TV stations, and. I we would hit our goals or come close to our goals and our boss would say, okay well you suck less that was the always the the thing you would say and it really was Real motivational st- yeah <laughs> yeah it was awful and it was like and it was like as somebody I'm a sensitive guy right like to me mm-hmm. that was crushing to me and all it would do is piss me off to try to prove somebody wrong but it wasn't a a positive. Thing. And I think so many people are in these work environments that are taking the the lumps. I wonder if I wonder if people truly aren't gonna go back. Like, you know what? Why do I wanna go back? I saw so many people dying. I mean my wife knows somebody who lost five people in the pandemic, one of her coworkers. And it's like, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it to go back to a life that you might be like, this was a rat race. before, Right. Like, why do I want to go back to that? Is it worth it? Hmm. I I don't know. I mean, well, that's why I tell my
1: students all the time and stuff too. keep going until you get a master's, you know, so you can put up a shingle for, for uh, a practice, even if you don't want to do it full time, you know, I mean, when you work, you know, then God forbid, if, you know, if your program, you're working and if it goes down, at least you've got something you can jump into, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean
0: Exactly. And um and to pick back up on the article, mm-hmm. the, the the fella Chaim says or Haim, he says uh, he believes the debate around universal health care is to intensify mm-hmm. um you know looking at more value-based outcomes and preventative care, which is which is a good thing. Um and uh, and then the other thing he says that um, Gen Z is prepared for the new era of social distancing and you know with these guys being digital natives they're saying that they'll be comfortable in the world of online i love it right because i've actually made friendships i do have friends but i i made friendships with people (laughs) beyond i I talked to people in california los angeles i was on the phone with somebody on a video call with somebody los angeles i've developed a friendship through video But But I mean, as far
1: as recovery goes and stuff too. I mean, I I have an older brother who doesn't mind if I talk about him and stuff. But he's you know, AA guy, and he's been doing these virtual meetings. He's been getting up on Sunday mornings uh, to chair a meeting at 9 a.m. in Connecticut, but he's actually hosting a meeting in Melbourne, Australia, and it's 9 p.m. there. And he's gone to meetings in Germany in uh, Munich because he speaks German. And you know, he's looking at it once this COVID breaks he's got places he can travel and visit now and, you know, hook up with people that he was in these virtual meetings with, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's been expanding his own, you know, uh, you know, Base. sphere now.
0: Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even want to have calls. You know with, what else? Go ahead, Chris, hmm. please.
2: You know what the other big thing is, is like, I know we're like, we're talking about like, the, you know, that the change after, right. So that hmm. um, moratorium, the the eviction moratorium was lifted hmm. and it, people went haywire and evicted. I have a, I have a classmate that, um, from Nantucket, whose mother at age 76 with COPD, um, and a few other life things was evicted because she couldn't, you know, she couldn't, she's 76, she's on the streets and that's what we're doing. So like this, this whole, when the world starts to open up, this is when the shit's gonna hit the fan. Like, we think yeah. it's bad right now. Like the mental health, the jobs. Um, look at kids housing. Housing, right? So yeah. I've got I've got a, a young man that I've worked with for a few years. Uh, he's doing fantastic. They're trying to buy a home. They they bought a condo, they sold the condo in less than a year. They made something like fifteen thousand over what they bought it for in less than a year. They're trying to buy a home. And what's happened on the home that selling? The house housing market is houses go on uh, up Thursday nights and they're sold by Sunday and they're oh, yeah. ridiculously overpriced.
0: I saw that in Mansfield where I live. It's wacky.
2: Yeah. Oh, there, it's like it's, there's, it's, there's,
0: it's, I'm ready to bail myself.
1: My yeah. two sons. I mean, I just, I just saw my own house. I went to Zillow the other day just for some fun. And you know, I go on to Zillow and I'm looking at my house and I'm going, what? And I look in the box. It went up 50,000 in one month. Because yeah. there's a shortage of single family homes. Yeah. 50 grand in a month. I'm like, yeah. really? You know, well, it's where kind we of like live. It's a no
2: brainer. I mean, I'd love to sell my house and move on, but then it's like, where, where are you, are you gonna going? Go right. Because, where are you going? Because I don't need as big of a house that I have right now, but I'm going to mm. pay the same price. So, like, so that's great, right? But you know what's going to happen? The housing market's going to crash again
1: at some gonna, point. Yeah. It can't, it yeah. can't,
2: it can't sustain, it can't sustain
1: at this level. Yeah. You're right, Chris. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah and
2: the banks, the banks are approving loans over what people are. That's what caused the last crash. Their, that's
1: what right. caused the last crash. Right. right. They're because, sinking,
2: they're sinking their, their clients. Yeah. Because they got to yeah. lend money. <laughs> because they're over. That's yeah. their business
0: is lending money. If I If they don't process loans, hmm. they don't have a business. So they got to throw money out there and hope that they're going to get the interest back you know, to, with that being their business. So hmm. no, you're, you're right. And it's, uh, yeah. it's interesting. Cause I think a lot of people are escaping cities too. And I think in Boston, it's really interesting more than. That anything. was
1: in the article too, that you're talking about Andy is that, you know, those that have a few bucks they're they're blowing out of the urban areas now and stuff. So what, you know, the people who's going to be left in the urban areas are the people that, yeah, you know the homeless, the disenfranchised, those that can't afford it.
0: Right, because right, so. if you're if you're in the financial sector and you know you can work at home, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you're you know, you have a motivated sales staff, you don't need to have that big office and you know.
1: No you don't have to have
0: the show office. Yeah. No, no, but, and but it's so like, what's
2: gonna happen? Like the whole like there's just so many degrees of this whole coronavirus. We focus on the death hmm. because that's at our forefront, right? We focus on our jobs because that's at the forefront. But what What about all this stuff that has fallen through the cracks? You know, the the kids that are in middle school now and early high school. Now, what's going to happen in three years when they're trying to get into college and they can't their you know, whatever their scores aren't good enough. Like what's going to it's just it's in colleges. I and I, it's, dis-
0: I disagree it's like on the colleges like, like, because what I think happened is like my nephew, Got into a pretty, and I don't know how good of a student he is, but he got into a master's program for social work at a pretty, pretty big named school in in New York. And I'm like, they're gonna take money wherever they can get it at this point because colleges were having trouble anyway in the sense that online learning, um, is you know distance learning has become an issue. So if they can get people in, in you know in classes and in person, I think, you know, they're going to make a lot of exceptions. That's just my take. So, yeah. I mean, I think the sports world is going to definitely take an interesting look because why, why would. Go ahead.
2: They just capped the, they just capped the salaries. For who they just NF, NFL capped the salaries.
0: Well, they've already had, they've always had one though.
2: Yeah. But they dropped it down. even Oh, more.
0: right. Cause they didn't, cause... cause they
2: don't have the income.
0: No, and the NHL really has a big problem with it because uh 50% of their revenue comes from or 75%, I think it's something crazy, is based off of attendance. And if they're not cuz it's not a TV sport, it's hard to watch on TV. So it's really about no, it's the Well, well because not. you're a hockey guy. But oh, if you I weren't love, a, but if you weren't
2: hockey
0: on TV. Right, but if yeah. you weren't a hockey guy, you'd be like what am I watching here, right? If you don't, yeah. The worst thing they, they ever
1: did. Do you remember when they when they used to do the games and they would have like a blue streak following the puck? I was going to oh say, I <laughs> tried to do that. To it was like it was like don't. That drove me crazy. Drove people don't crazy. understand
0: it. Like you can't follow the puck. So my point is, mm. yeah, we're going to have a lot of changes. Mm. Let's talk for a minute about um, mm. the fourteen hundred dollars that people are going to get. What do you think is going to happen from a drug and alcohol perspective, do you see spikes as a result?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it happened last spring. It happened last spring. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you have somebody in early recovery, especially, you know, and you know, maybe they're questioning their recovery and then all of a sudden you get this cash in your pocket and the dealers are more than happy to take the money off their hands, you know? So yeah, no, it's going to be a mess. Well, if you
2: think about it, we are Mm. 10,000 more. We were over 10,000 more in accidental overdoses reported than the year before. Mm. And the number had started to decrease because of all the awareness. So Mm. we were already 10,000 people more Mm. than, I think it was like 72 and we're at like 83,000 people have
0: died from accidental. that that uh that meth is making a comeback Yep.
1: well yeah i mean it's it's really in this area it's really taking off for the first i mean it's always been around but it's like it's really taking off now
2: that and crack You have seen a lot of crack
1: yeah yeah up on the north shore i mean you know pockets of it and stuff Yeah. yeah absolutely
0: you were telling me, Willie, the other day the other day that you've had to put a lot of people in detox already. Yeah, the last
1: the last week and a half, I've had three go back into detox. I've had one go inpatient site for anxiety issues. And again, that's where I think, you know, like people are coming out of this fog now. The more the vaccines are going out, it's like there's going to be a return. We don't know the what, but there's going to be a return. This is when people are starting to really feel again and stuff. And I mean, I'm getting hit hit still three to, you know, three to five referrals a week that I can't take. You know, because I just don't have the space. I mean, if you're, a, you know, what one of the biggest, one of the biggest issues that, you know, people always have about opening up their own practices, you know, will I get enough clients? Will I be able to support myself? Will I get enough clients? Well, I mean, if you're thinking about that, you know, in, in these times right now, you don't have to worry. I mean, it's just, it's just like, well, I, you know, I was, you know, I'm full. I've been referring to colleagues, but now I can't refer to colleagues because they're full. They're full. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, it's so just so. Let nuts. me ask
2: I, you something, Willie. Yeah, You know, you're at a caseload of more than you probably have ever been at any mm-hmm. that has, has sustained the amount of time that it mm-hmm. has. Yeah. What does your self-care look like? What are you doing to be able to decompress and, yeah. you know, be able yeah. to be able drinking. to be as good as.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. drinking. I'm Andy. kidding. I'm no, kidding. The, I'm the, kidding. the thing I've been doing, you know, I mean, you know, probably probably among my number one sources of decompression is my dog. And I'm taking my. We go for walks every single day. He's still recuperating from surgery for a benign tumor that was removed, but I mean, he still wants to go on his walks. I mean, there isn't a doubt about that. The other thing that I do is on days when I when I'm meeting with clients by telehealth, in between clients, I drop on the floor. I do ten push-ups between clients. If I'm watching TV at night, a commercial comes on TV. I drop on the floor to do some crunches during the commercial time. Uh, I've gone back to the uh, Melrose Y again. I've started the strength train again. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. I still have my binges of ice cream at night and stuff, and hermits. But I mean, you know, so long as I keep, so long as I keep the body in motion and I'm working out, I'm okay. You know, the other thing is, I'm, you know, um, I have two sons; they're both married. Uh, you know, and you know, we're we're constantly in in touch, either FaceTime or on the phone or texting. So yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've got great great neighbors. You know, like across the driveway, there's a young family and stuff, and we're always in communication. So yeah, I mean, the self care. I've got a right knee now that it's starting to tweak on me. So I'm going to have to call up the ortho person because I'm, I'm do I'm averaging 10 miles a day walking, you know, Are so, you really? yeah, yeah. I've got my, I've got my little, my, my, my little Apple watch where I can track, yeah, where I track it. And there's actually, there's a, a, a therapist from the Cummings center that said, Oh, can I be friends with you on that? I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, my, my baseline is a thousand calories a day. Hers is 300, but I can't let her beat me. You know, so right. it might it might be ten o'clock at night, and I'm jogging around the house just so I can get another ring. You know, spin around the rings, You know, and stuff. So, well,
0: yeah. your outlook is. I mean, you you're pretty, um, you know, take things that seriously.
1: Well, you know? no, no, I probably take them so seriously that that's why I have to work out, and I have a sense of humor. I th- I think you'll find that a lot of the comedians, you know, uh, definitely they're they're serious people. You know, if it wasn't for their their sense of humor, I mean. You know, they'd be walking off a cliff in in Maui. You know, right? I mean, it's
0: process. It's how they how they cope. How they process. Yeah. You know, the sad clown. I mean, humor. Humor gives you
1: humor gives you distance from something, so you can look at it.
0: I find everything funny. I find everything funny. I find people that take themselves too seriously. Oh, so funny. when I
2: die, you're gonna laugh. Thanks.
0: I'm I'm not gonna laugh. I won't. I think I've told you guys before. I
1: I keep having this reoccurring dream. Dream where where you know, uh, you know, I I passed away and it, it's my wake. You know, it's open casket and my whole family's around the casket. Oh, yeah. and, stuff. <laughs> and it's and it's like you know, all, all you know, all of a sudden the funeral director jumps out from behind you know a, a curtain and he goes, "You're all going to Disney and they've got Mickey Mouse hats on and they're dancing around the coffin." Why not? Bed. You know, I mean, you know, and it's like, you know, I've actually I've actually put it in my will, x amount of money, so the family can go to Disney.
0: That's awesome. I mean, yeah. but-
1: but it should be just, a celebration. Have a good
0: time. Did you take the, an
2: account? Did you take an account for for Andy and I to go?
0: I'll, I'll make a note on that. All okay. Right. Okay. Talk to your people, Chris. What about at you? The, what What are at you? At the think? week,
1: I want the Foo Fighters playing the whole time at oh, my yeah. and stuff. You know, it should be a celebration, man. Have a good time.
0: I think so. Why be dark and dreary about it? You know, yeah. it's uh, we're all going to die anyway, so you might as well celebrate. I mean, I'm at my life.
1: midlife now, so you know. I got time
0: yeah. to think about it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Chris, what about you? What are you What are you doing?
2: Um, so I kind of like buried myself in work, um, mm. just because you know being down here now, going it'll be six months, mm. um, mm. and it wasn't working, <laughs> and I right. I wasn't getting in trouble, but they they aware is very big on self care and. Mm. Monday through Friday and leave your work phone or whatever, you know, turn your computer off, decompress, like <clears throat> do all those self-care things. So I started doing audiobooks, um, mm. and which I thought I would never like, but I really love. So I go and I sit at the pool and I plug into an audio book and I just nice. take some vitamin D in. And um, if you mm. haven't ever read it, you got to read on un- F-U-C-K yourself. Have you ever read it?
0: No, no. So no. good. I think so I've done it a good. bunch of times, but yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And, um, what else have I read? I don't know. I've read a bunch of different, Oh, four agreements. I did again. On- I love
0: that book. Don. Yeah. Ruiz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I did that one audio and actually I got so much more out of it than, um, I did reading it, you know, that way. That's one of the things I
1: emphasize as a teacher too. You know, some people some people learn best visually, some auditorily, some people are tactile. So it's good to have handouts and stuff that they can hold and stuff. So people learn in different ways. Process.
0: process. So that's cool. And and you've had a lot. I mean, you've had a lot going on on top of the COVID. You know, with your dad and now your mom. So it's 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 uh, you know, and being away from your family for six months. Yeah. On top of that, so. Um, I miss
2: everybody. I miss hope my, to my see
0: life. You soon. Hope to yeah. see you soon. Um, hopefully, end of April hope, now, I think.
2: Probably. Hopefully.
0: Don't um, forget where you live.
2: <laughs> that's right. Don't forget <laughs> us.
0: You know, Love it. I'll tell you. What so, do you do, I'll, Andy? I, well, I'm going to tell you because okay. it's really interesting. I find myself working a lot more into, but it's more, it doesn't feel like work to me. So, for example, I'm doing a project right now about looking at old businesses that aren't there anymore. And we're creating a, um, this is my other project. We're creating a a whole like virtual museum with apparel tied to it. And I've been looking at this website, newspapers.com and you can pull newspapers from any, from the 1800s. Wow. The cities from all across the country, world it's unbelievable. Yeah. So I go and do research. So like one of the things I learned about in the city of Pittsburgh, where I was born, the jazz experience, the the, the jazz culture in Pittsburgh was off the charts. I mean, they had Duke Ellington play there. They had um, Billie Holiday. You had amazing people. Now these buildings are run down and dilapidated. They're not, they're, you know, so to go and immerse myself in learning about history and what was there and how life was really interesting before then. I mean, you had dinner, going out to dinner was like a a big deal, like in those days. Like like you would go out to dinner, you would get dressed, you would have a maitre d', they'd give you a postcard, like they bring the food out. It was like not a a disposable experience. It was more of like, we're going out, it's a big deal and we're gonna spend money, whether it's, you know, you know, a lot, and they had a lot of these restaurants. And it's just been, it's really cathartic for me when I come up at night and I, I go and I i just kind of immerse myself in that. I, you know, I, I, I grab images um, and stuff. So I find that that's very cathartic. Now, would you say I'm a workaholic? I might be, but I feel in my safest place is doing things that are like... I'm moving the ball forward. Yeah, like it's that. not
1: it's not stressful for you, then. It's it's no. almost relaxing while you're going through yeah. it, right? That's cool. It is, almost yeah.
0: Meditative. Yeah, it's like very cool to like <laughs> learn and brush up on things that I'm 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 interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on a documentary right now on, on sports on um, you know finding the greatest sports town in America. Boston. Um, no. Boston no nope, los angeles but i'll tell you about that um we're gonna yeah. get we're gonna okay. get to but we're doing a series i'm working with a guy from hill street blues back in the day he's my partner with it and uh it's cool i mean that so is i'm cool. really expanding where's he living la yeah. yeah yeah see it's boston chris don't believe him yeah uh, exactly yeah and you know, you talk it might about- be Boston, but and i'm walking <laughs> I'm walking and I'm spending time yeah. with my wife. I love having her home. And it's just like, we really haven't been impacted that much. Um, in, a in a negative in, way. What's that?
2: In a negative way.
1: No, no. You bet I mean, got called into Brigham and Women's the other day and I was like, how long are you gonna be? When are you coming back? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like, right? it's like, you know, I'm like so, so used to us being home together. It's like, what do you mean you're going into work?
0: I so like it. it. Right.
2: So, you know, you guys, you talk about that, right? So my husband has, has an essential job. So we we never got to have that extra five minutes at home. But Hmm. since I've been down here with everything, he's actually spent some time here with me and um, I've been enjoying it. Like it's nice, but my mom and dad were married for, for 65 years. And then, you know, and they were together for 65 years, like peanut butter and jelly. And it's been really hard to like watch her go through that morning process. And then for this just to have happened last weekend, um, you know, her breaking her hip and now I can't go see her for 14 days. I can't have that physical Whoa. contact for 14 days. I have to go visit her through a window and, you know, at 86 years old to, to be having to go with It's just, it's, it's, like it's hard. It's so hard. Hmm. And I mean, you know, we're more like oil and water, our relationship. But this is like this is kind of like a God shot saying, you know, you you need to be more like peanut butter and jelly. You need to, you know, get appreciate. out of yourself.
0: And I gotta well, get.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. But I was going to say, looking back at all that history stuff, right.
1: Hmm.
2: My cousin uh, who lives in Mass. Does loves to do all that stuff, and so I read a eulogy on behalf of my cousins that were um, all over the country, and I learned that my dad's dad, my dad's side of the family has a Plymouth, uh, a Mayflower, person came Excellent. over on the Mayflower, hmm. and then my grandmother's side, my his mom's side, um, some relative built the Portland Observatory. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like I was like, wow, like how cool is that? Like that the port that that's yeah. and it's the only still standing uh historical observatory lighthouse that is in existence that hasn't been, you know, hasn't been torn down and had to be rebuilt or anything. Yeah. On the north on the north coast. North Isn't East that coast. amazing
0: though? Like yeah. if you start to like, you know, it's like <laughs> looking back it's kind of like, it kind of gives you, I don't know. It's like, it made me realize like, God, the world wasn't always screwed up. Like there was, there was, um, you know, neighborhoods and communities and just really cool stuff that like, like we don't have today, like local businesses, local merchants, you know, we don't have that anymore. Now we have consolidation, we have big companies, you know, I'll give you an example, and uh, I think we're running out of time. But I'll give you an example: Stop and Shop, right, uh, mm-hmm. is part of a chain called Ahold, and they bought a bunch of local grocery stores, right, mm-hmm. in different parts of the country. So where I grew up in Maryland, Giant Food was the big store, and it started as a market in Washington on the street, and it and it suddenly like do you that know where just- that come from do, do, do you know where that actually started and how it became this thing and i think we've lost a lot of track of that like like who were we who are we right yeah, well i mean that's
1: that's even like it reminds me of you know like uh you know you know i've been a Starbucks coffee drinker for years and that stuff, but I got introduced to Starbucks. My wife was out in Seattle, Washington, on a business trip, and you know she 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 was with three of her lady friends on the on the trip and stuff. And the concierge had set up this coffee, and they were all going, "Wow, this is this coffee is so strong!" Can we get some hot water for it? And Yvette was like, "You know, my my husband though would love this coffee," so she asked them, "You know, what what is this?" And they said, "Well, if you go around the corner to Pike Street." it's a place called Starbucks. That's where we get our coffee from. So she went around the corner and she picked me up two pounds of coffee and they had a mail order catalog at that time. So, I mean, for three years, I was ordering Starbucks coffee by by, by mail. And then then they started to expand. They went to Chicago first, then they went to New York, then they went to Boston. But it's so much fun when I'm in a Starbucks and and I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I remember when this was just mail order and they go, what? And I go, yeah, Starbucks began as a mail order company. It wasn't it wasn't, you know, there weren't just all these coffee shops. It was mail order.
0: Right, stuff. it didn't just magically appear. There's a, you yeah. know, Howard Schultz grew, who, you know, started Starbucks grew up in a housing project in Canarsie in Brooklyn. Wow. And it's how he got and he went out to he went to Italy and he started like thinking, well, I'll make up names for you know like well
1: a group split off from starbucks and they created seattle's best
0: correct correct that was in the bookstores but but it's really interesting to to explore that and i find that incredibly cathartic to like Mm -hmm. to to almost see like it's more like going you know like if you went to the grand canyon and you saw like something Mm. that was beyond yourself long before you even were around you know, oh, yeah. in a lot of cases, it's like it it, it takes the perspective off of, you know, yeah, that's on not...
1: my bucket list. My event's been there. That's on my bucket list. I also want to see the northern lights too, Aurora yes. Borealis. Let's go. You too, Chris. That's yeah. in the bucket list. Definitely. So we're all going to go to
0: the places we want to go. I was already looking at, plane yeah. at, 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 at flights to go out west. I already was mm. doing that. I already got one vaccine shot. I'm ready for wetty i'm I ready my second one tomorrow i got my second tomorrow Andy. <laughs> I, i'm ready there you go right so now yeah. you're free but we don't know that but but point being you got gonna
2: wear your mask
0: yeah oh I, yeah I, I, which i hate but i look because, good in the
1: mask i wear the gators
0: <laughs> do you
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah
0: well, you're too cool for school anyway. It's a so. it's
1: a thin it's a thin nylon, but then it has you know it has a mouth and a nose piece that's built in into it, so it's not bad. Oh, yeah.
0: that's yeah. there you I go. Stop well the down. steel. Stop the steel.
1: Doesn't you you know what it's got, Chris? No, it doesn't say stop the steel. It also has in the top of the gator, it has two elastic loops that pull out from the top that you can put over your ears. Oh,
0: what's oh, the, the brand? Oh, look, you fancy, yeah. fancy. Yeah. Anyway, what's the brand? That,
1: I for, I forget the brand. It's it's got this symbol though. It's got that. It's it's got that Oh, it's
0: it's Tommy Copper.
1: Yeah, it's a Tommy Copper. Then on the inside, it's got that lining for the mouth yeah. and nose on the inside, but it's a full gator. And if you <laughs> want, you can order one today. No, anyway.
0: <laughs> well, all right. It's before awesome, we start man. pitching product, because we can't no, that's do that. That's, uh, that's our show for the week. I lo- <laughs> I love you guys. I, I really enjoyed. Uh, what's that? Tommy Copper. Tommy Copper. Tommy Copper.
1: Um, uh, product placement. Yeah, you know, and I also enjoy that. a good Mountain Dew once in a while. A Pepsi you, free. Know what Mountain Dew is? you know
2: what
0: Mountain Dew is? Mountain yeah. Dew is weasel piss. <laughs> All right, you're off. Mike's. Mike's. Mike's uh, listen, thank you to but Mike. But they're imported weasels. <laughs> they're imported. No, but they're imported. <laughs> No, uh, that was,
2: you was good. Always think while you're drinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we won't
0: tell you what. What? Measles. Uh,
2: nothing but measles. Yeah. So uh, Hickory Farms beef stick is. Oh sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they go with little. God. They little <laughs> give you a little cut, like a little circumcision for every. Oh,
2: uh, we didn't have to go there.
0: Yeah, come on, Andy, come on. All get right. your mind out of the gutter. All right, that's our show for the week. Thank you to Mike, Mike Weber. For Could be our show forever. <laughs> that's our show forever before the executives, the network executives give us the boot. But that's our show for the week. Thank you to Mike Weber and his team back at. Mission Control, Foxborough Cable Access Television, the wonderful people, and uh, and guys. Right, Wait, I'm still stuck on the weasels. Uh, on that note, have a great week, I've everybody. I've seen a weasel with a Tommy Copper mascot. Like us on Facebook.com on Facebook, the Map 2020. Yep. We have hope because he put us back up there, so at least we're like
1: yeah. still
0: in the game. And yeah, uh, we may be back. Uh, we may be back. <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody.